Okay, here we are again, back in the J-Rock Onsen. I'm your host, Mazo, with my co-host, Siz. Yay! Texas. Hello. And MBT. Real work appropriate. Uh, so we're gonna episode gonna, four. Yeah, I guess it's episode four. I I actually wanted to know going into this. I want to know which episode we're on. But. Oh my damn! Well, <laughs> old man Mazo. <laughs> okay, so we're just gonna jump right into the top stories, and we're gonna start out with a uh, Dear on Gray. I have I actually in my notes I wrote a Dear on Tour. Yeah, because <laughs> I like to Dear on things. <laughs> I just write it down. <laughs> So uh, this tour uh, is unfortunately only in Europe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're calling it "Wearing Human Skin." So it's Tour 18, "Wearing Human Skin," appropriately titled after their latest single, taking place in October. It's going to be in eight locations, including Russia, Finland, Poland, uh, UK, and Germany. And uh, Toshi actually came out and he was like, yeah, we'll be playing some of our older shit. Obviously not with as much enthusiasm, probably like <laughs> we playing some older songs because you guys happen to like them. But uh, personally, uh, I'm kind of excited for it, but kind of not because I don't live in Europe. But it does mean that they're finally getting out of Japan again. So maybe if there is a god, they'll announce a U.S. tour. But... Uh, anyone else have anything to say on this one? Well, I think it's funny because we talked last time that they're probably not going <laughs> to do a, a tour outside of Japan. And then it was like a month later and then they announced this they, shit. They totally heard us talking shit and they were like, well, now we got to come to Europe. This <laughs> yeah, I wish they were listening. To be honest, though, I think I specifically said a U.S. tour probably won't happen. Shut up. No, okay. <laughs> They heard you, they heard you, and they were like, okay, fuck Mazo in particular, we are going to Europe, and fuck America. What That's a great attitude. I mean, I think now they've announced the Europe tour, they'll definitely have an American tour. I think that's really coming I soon. I don't yeah, know. Eventually, I think that's going to yeah. be the case. Maybe not this year, but next year, early next year. I don't know, I don't, I don't think I've ever in like the however many years I've been going to see them every time they show up. I don't think they've ever showed up in an early month. It's always been September through December is the oh. times that they show up. So they came in. They came to the UK in 2015. So I'm I'm, I'm going to assume that that was their last European tour. When did they come to the US after that? Was it 2016 or was it the end of the year? Mm. Remember? It was. It was. It was the end of the year. The last time they were here, I think, was November 11th. I see. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, you guys in your whole remember, remember November 11. Oh, yeah. It was it was yeah. totally the 5th of November, Mazen. What? The 5th? I saw them on the 11th one time. That's all I know. In your dreams, maybe. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean the 5th? No, the... Oh, it meant to be 5th of November, not 11th of November. But how yeah. do you know which show I went to? <laughs> no! <laughs> no. <laughs> I see what you've done. I see what you've done there. They played a show on the 11th. I'll go dig out the laminated tickets because I'm a psycho. Why would you laminate your tickets? Yeah, because they're Dear Andre and I'm crazy. Okay. (laughs) That's fair enough. Bad news. 
<laughs> this is why they don't want to come to the U.S. <laughs> hey, at least at least when I got to meet them that one time, I didn't jump over the table and be like, ah, marry me. Are, are you sure you didn't do that? Someone done that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, that's a rumor, so I don't want to talk too much about it. But part of the reason why, like, you don't get to see them too often is because somebody uh, allegedly jumped on Kia and was like, "Fuck me." Uh, I, for several years, I was certain that it was pretty much only because Kia hates everyone, and he does not wish to meet with you. He smiles. He but smiles he didn't, he didn't always hate everyone, did he? Have you seen, like, it's on YouTube. There's an old comment video from them, you know, back when they were still, like, pretty VK. And he's like, oh, and laughing and smiling. And That's the last cool. thing he says before he walks off screen is he's like, don't call me cute. And he's got, like, the cute body language. And you're like, oh, you. And I'm like, he's, I think he's been better recently. Like, he's he seems happier, so he's, like, more cute. And more maybe smiley and stuff. Euroboros and maybe Burn and Mar well, Marrowed Bone era, maybe he, you know, was angry and then he's just like, oh, everything's good. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I've, I've seen him, like, in pictures and stuff. He just kind of stands there angrily. Like, that's the persona he puts on. That's fine. It goes, it goes well with everything. I, I, do, I do, I always have believed that he hates all of us. And I'm okay with that. That's fine, yeah. That's cool. Well, I mean, nobody's angry 24-7. But I, it, it, like I said, it's it's a persona that he uses. Whether or not we can confirm that is another story. But there's there's no way in hell that Kyo wakes up angry, goes to his studio angry, eats his ramen angry, goes to bed angry, wakes up the next day angry, brushes his teeth angry. You know, there's got to be and times angry. Where yeah, just like, ah, just for, <laughs> and grows. <laughs> so there's, there's definitely times where, you know, he's, 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 he's got to be happy at some point. Well, why would he be around <laughs> if he's just that angry? You'd just be over it. So, you know, I, uh, I, I don't think he's as angry as we think he is. If they do tour in America, obviously they just, not, they didn't just release, but they released Vestige of Scratches, whatever. What songs would you like them to play? All of them? Uh, no, uh, the, the, that's that's what? the thing. I think over the past few years, I've I've heard just about everything I want to hear live. Mm. I mean, it, it, the 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 one that's that's still a dream that's probably never going to happen is Garden. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, because <laughs> I I really don't know how they would play it now with how they are. But <laughs> even if they played it like the old style, Garden was just. That, that guitar solo in there, just the entirety of Garden is so different yeah. from the rest of Duran Gray's, mm -hmm. I guess, Definitely. set. Uh, every, every Their whole library that they have, that's such a unique song in its own way. I mean, it's long as hell. It's it's not necessarily upbeat, but it's a totally different you know vocal style from what we hear now. Yeah, it's, it's unique regardless. Even if you compare it to all their other VK era stuff, Garden is just, it's Garden. Since since we're already talking about tours, uh, let, let's let's talk about another Europe tour that's happening. Oh, geez, Europe's on fire. Okay, so Kami Joe, anyone? Kami Joe, anyone? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Kami Joe. Yeah. Joe, going to Europe tour. Yeah, it's called Sang. He's hitting four countries with the help of B Seven Clan. Uh, he's got seven dates. 
in September. He's going to be in the UK, Finland, the Netherlands, Germany, Spain, and France. So he's definitely hitting more countries, at least, than Duran Gray. He said, he said four countries, and then it definitely wasn't four countries. Oh, two, four, six. That's six countries, man. Why do I have four? You, you can't count. I mean, yeah. But Wait, no, no, he, he, no, it's because the old promotion image, he only promoted four gigs. Oh, that's, that's true. The other ones were added later. Oh, he yes, added exactly. those two dates in the middle later. Yeah, actually, if you read the article completely, you'll see it says update. And yeah. And the SmackDown that's going to be happening on September 15th when Kami Joe and Mana compete for fans' love. <laughs> 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 in, what, in which country? In Finland, uh, in Helsinki. Yeah. It's, it's a convention that Mana is coming to that's been announced uh, a while ago. It's a Lolita convention called Eternal Twilight. And uh, he's going to be there for like a fashion show and a Q&A session and uh, VIP session, stuff like that. So that's happening in the afternoon. And then totally not intentionally, of course, wink wonk, Kamijo is playing a concert in the evening at the same city, probably cashing in on the presence of all the Lolitas that are already there for the convention and that probably have an interest in Versailles and Kamijo and stuff like that. So it's like a two-in-one package. If you are already coming to the convention and you will already be in Helsinki, you can come see Kamijo. If you come see Kamejo, you can step by, stop by at the convention and see Mana as well. Yeah, Kamejo is a real like good businessman. I mean, he even cashed in on, on the Hatsune Miku hype, and Hatsune Miku is uh, also touring Europe and um, and the US as well. So his, when is that happening? It's happening in December, I think. So the UK one is gonna be on a Saturday. So that's the one I'm gonna aim for. Is there, there, there no tickets have been available for that, have they? No, uh, not yet. Okay. For the Camillo tour, the tickets uh, are on sale from May 28th. Yeah, so the tickets are already out. <laughs> Probably, yes. Yeah, the tickets are, are already out at the time this is going to be published. So yeah. get, get, get out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get out there and get them. The last time he toured was in 2015, I believe, for his 21st and 20th anniversary. So... That's sick. I mean, that, he's been an artist for 20 years. Yeah. With anniversaries, coming just actually like a week from the European tour, he will be performing in Japan with Mana for the Malice 25th anniversary. So this oh, is four anniversaries. So everything is working a bit too tightly. Like, there's mm-hmm. everything is <laughs> planned everything well. Kind of even maybe overwhelmed with all the concerts because like the first half of the year was like super chill almost no concerts and then like it's as if all of the all of the year's events are crammed into fall and we have to yeah we have yeah to. that's true they met us taking over the world as well and as i said Hatsune Miku and we have Duran Gray and basically we just check our tour list we see like Tricot whoa 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 you mean Toriko well, I remember specifically when I saw them that they yelled at us never to call them that again. Did they? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, they were like, we're Toriko, not a tricot. And I was like, okay, all right, calm down. Did I ever, ever tell you that uh, Toriko means t-shirt in my language? Uh, I, thought, I thought it was just a Digimon. I thought it was, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a t-shirt. 
in men's t-shirt. Okay, so to summarize the Kamiju stuff, Kamiju is coming to Europe for a European tour in six countries, as we have found out, not four. If you want to save money and see more stuff in one day for the price of one journey, go see the Kamiju Mana be down in Helsinki on September 15th. All right, on that note, uh, we're just going to jump into our next topic which is uh, one of our VK style posts, which have been, you know, gaining a lot of traction re- recently. Liz has been pretty much in charge of those. And we got a badass backs. So this one was all about back tattoos. There were a few different back tattoos that were featured on there, including uh, Dear on Grey members, Leaf Leaf, Niavi, Medjibre, or former Medjibre. So that's 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 something I've always thought is really cool is uh, some of the back tattoos that these guys get are freaking massive, and yeah. and th- they're also very unique every time. Even even though a lot of them will have a lot of uh, I guess religious symbolism when it comes to like Buddhism, like uh, Kyo yeah. has that big Buddhist uh, basically mural on his back it's it's amazing i remember when he first got it that was like a big thing on his tour with duran gray even even here in the u.s even though it was a little bit later he got up on stage at one point totally turned around and like spread his arms out so you could see the whole thing and it's like oh my god so (laughs) what what the the post doesn't show is that sometimes his back tattoos lead to the the back of the legs or just the whole body you know this is, it literally just goes to the arm whatever so but yeah I, I haven't I haven't seen them extend like that but that is pretty interesting what that was tattoo covers like pretty much the entirety of his ass it's like you know, his I really it. liked I was really surprised at how much I liked his I love his it's, it's so good can't, can't describe it uh yeah. nice <laughs> I mean yeah. I don't have it right in front of me it's a big piece that's got all these uh, Chinese magical creatures. Like there's the phoenix, or I think it's called the vermilion bird, or what the hell it is. Then there's a Chinese dragon. There's a tiger, a turtle, and Kirin. And it's like four pieces or five mm-hmm. pieces across his entire back. And it extends from his shoulders all the way down to his bust. So like it's an entire piece. It doesn't just end up at his back. I think that's the same for um former um Baralaika bassist Futaba, which is literally just a mm-hmm. it's a tribal, tribal tattoo, but it goes all the literally to his like wrists and mm-hmm. down down mm-hmm. back. Like well. a full body piece. Yeah, yeah. I think he released a book recently about it. It's just about his life and I guess about the tattoos and the meaning behind them. I'm I'm guessing I don't I'm not quite sure. Yeah, but we have featured Koichi's tattoo as well, but that isn't really that, a tattoo. Yeah, right? we're still under like don't really I don't think it's a tattoo. But personally I do think it's a tattoo, but I can see how it wouldn't be a tattoo because yeah. that doesn't be a daring thing to get tattooed. Yeah, so for the listeners who can't see it, it's basically just a bunch of text in, in English. I'm Koichi Niyama. I'm an artist involved in the creative activity, activity. and stage performances. Now, if you're going to get a tattoo like that, we're starting yeah. like, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I like, I like the pause there. If you're going to get a tattoo like that, just pause. Like, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you know, But it's like Westerners who get like tattoos in, in like Chinese or kanji. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. It says like ramen, but they think it says dragon or something. Have, I, yeah. I, I, we had mentioned this in a previous one because of uh, the new uh, former Meji Bray member project, how it looked like uh, the, a scene out of Moonchild. 
So for those of you who have seen Moonchild, there's that one scene where Gact and his gang, they have this one Australian guy. And and he's like, I got a new tattoo. It says ninja. And Gact looks at it. And like, if you look at the subtitles on the film, it says that it says kitchen. And <laughs> Gact looks at him and looks at the other guy. And the other guy's like kind of smiling because he knows it says kitchen too. And Gact is like, that's real fucking badass. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I think the the good th- the good thing about Koichi's one is that it actually makes sense. It's not in English. There's that. Imagine imagine him imagine him like approaching some Japanese tattooed friends that don't speak any English and being like, "Look at my new back piece. It's a quote from the Bible. I don't know." <laughs> Hello, I'm Koichi Niyama. <laughs> well, it's like a dating profile. <laughs> what I find um, funny about um, L- L- Livia. Livia's one um, from Carnival, Drama of Carnival, um, is that it has like, only God can judge me. And I'm just like, ooh, that's a voodoo kung fu thing too. And he's got like a, de- he's got a devil tattoo, like he's got a devil tail and like wings. And I'm just like, only God can judge you. Okay. <laughs> you know, the, speaking of wings, so that's one that I, I've always thought is really iconic is Hyde. He has those wings. Yes. And every time I've been to one of his shows, now it's unavoidable and I'll explain why, but every time I've been to one of his shows, it's, there's always at least one person who also has it. And it's it's usually, you know, some girl and you can see because she's wearing some sleeveless shirt and you see it popping out on her shoulders. Yeah. But my friend actually got the same tattoo now. So obviously it's unavoidable. Oh, wow. Now you got to kill yeah. your friend. Well, I feel like because like um, the high... I don't know if it's not even a. T- Does he have it tattooed on his back? Yeah, yeah, it's always there. I've never, I've never known him to have a tattoo. Yeah, um, he has angel wings, man. It's like, that, like I said, it's like iconic. It's synonymous I've with him. Him. But yeah, there, there was one on there that I was, I, I vaguely remember this tattoo. Think it exists because uh, I was thinking of Case Casey from Devilloof. Yeah, he has one with some black wings. But the thing that really made it interesting to me is there's a. There's like a red, it looks like the Roman numeral for one on oh. it. And that one really popped out when I first saw it. And that wasn't on the post, but that's one that I really like. Okay, and now our final story. <sighs> Super exciting. The Gazette announced some stuff, MBT. What do you got to say about this one? They basically continued releasing more information on the, the upcoming album called Ninth which is their ninth album. Oh, that's insane. Uh, the most int- interesting part is um, they uh, released something called Special Issue, the Gazette Ninth reference book. We don't know what it's going to contain yet, but... Yeah, There's it's rumors, probably going to... We well, it's, not, it's not really rumors, but we're, we're going to... People expect it to, to include like the story of... For example, the the music video maybe, and oh, also I thought you were going to say Noah's Ark. No, but there, there's a theme for this album, and you can see it from the names of all the songs. Do you consider them like overly related? I think they they are kind of less related than they were on the album. I feel, I feel like it's too less related. It's not like a concept album. It's yeah. more like I don't know. Just an I, album. I think it's a, I think it's a concept album. I mean, they built really? up the entire concept of this like this continuation thing so I think all of these songs have some kind of connection mm. maybe yeah I mean I don't I feel like Dogma had much more of an identity yeah than, it, 
Wonderfully, because the build up to it was like, oh, we're going to release a trailer with an English voice actor. Um, yeah. And then they had like, like just everything, everything else. But I feel like they've really nailed the, the advertising now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the thing is, the last song is called Unfinished. So I think that's an indication <laughs> that. If it's unfinished. Shut up. I like how you know. It, it, so, so, the song is called Unfinished, so yeah. I'm gonna expect that we're gonna see of this. They have a song called Untitled. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that part is unrelated. But uh, what if so, it's related? What if no, it's, it's not. Related? It's not related. But let me continue. So it's called Unfinished. From that indication, I'm gonna expect that we're gonna see more of this storyline, or at least this kind of concept. I mean, like last time they had singles come out after after it. So, do you think yeah, that's gonna? Um, I think yeah, but that that was probably because it, it didn't fit in with the the album. Uh, I mean, like content wise, it, it would be too many songs. I think to fit yeah, in. Yeah. I don't know, man. With the with the what was it like? So it was the main album was Dogma, and then it was was it Ugly, Ugly and Undying, guess. <laughs> ugly and Undying. In my opinion, I mean, don't don't take this like, you know, the voice of God or anything, yeah. especially because I'm not the biggest Gazette fan. Those two songs, in my opinion, did not fit the rest of the album. Like, they, felt, yeah, they definitely felt like something afterwards, which is why I'm totally OK with not having them not having been on Dogma, because in my opinion, again, Dogma was really good. No, mm-hmm. but Ruki already said that those were a part of the Dogma concept. So they, yes. he, he literally said that this is the entire actual album of Dogma. If you I'll choose not those. to believe him. You don't yeah, believe Dogma? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, y- you have to believe him, yes, because it's, you know, he's part of the creative process of that. But as I said, it is just my opinion that those songs mm-hmm. felt like they came out of nowhere and didn't really fit the whole theme. Yeah. But I'm sure in some way they did. I mean, you can look at like a whole story and you can look at how a prologue can differ from the middle part of a story or how the very end of a story can be totally different from how you started. I mean, it's just like a development of that concept. I just didn't like those two. Yeah, fair enough. When is that album out? It's going to be out on June 13th. That's very soon now. So... I guess we're finished with our top stories at this point. No, we're unfinished. We're unfinished. The podcast is unfinished because we have our little quick stories left. So I'm going to start this one uh, by talking about Roa, which is a pretty interesting band. They're, uh, they're Japanese, of course. We're not going to talk about no filthy, casual Western bands. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being a Western band. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being mean. So they're really cool in the sense that they actually use a shamisen in creating their music. They got more of like a modern rock, kind of a little heavy, a little light, really fun is the way I would describe it. And, you know, they're equally fun people, as fun as their music, as you can see in an interview we recently did with them where they were even kind enough to answer who their waifus are. So, okay. you know, those are good people. But uh, <laughs> I, want to mention, I want to mention that uh, we also exclusively premiered their music video. Yes, uh, that was, uh, what was that one called? Itsu, Itsu Genius? Genius, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so they're really on a roll. Yeah, exclusively premiering Hitsu Genius. They signed to JPU Records. They're even going to be at freaking Hyper Japan. So they're all over the place right now. Definitely go and give them a listen. Get to know them. Because, I mean, they put it right there for you to see them in our interview. So, yeah, definitely give Roa a listen. They're a fun, great band. And there's a little bit of Shamisen in there. Who doesn't like the Shamisen? MBT, do you like the Shamisen? I like the Shamisen because I like Wagaki band. <laughs> oh, see, there we go. So do you have a quick story for us, MBT? And then we'll go down the line to Nexus and yeah. Nexus. We actually have another exclusive premiere. Uh, oh, with all these the... exclusives. Oh, weird. <laughs> Damn. Uh, okay so it's funny that we also have an interview with this band as well so exclusive premiere the music video and an interview so this time it's with esprit there and so they released their music video calling you Mm -hmm. so calling me yeah watch out they're gonna call you Oh, damn Uh, (laughs) they talk about their tour in the interview and also their inspiration and things like that and why they choose to come to Europe. So it's quite interesting to see how this band has developed throughout the years because there was one period of time where they were like quiet, but now they're really taking on. And um, yeah, they released even an album somewhat recently. Ah, there was a fly here. Um <laughs> Did you just kill a fly? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. That, that was basically it. Yes. Well, I, I, there's one thing I want to add on. They're they they're definitely uh, uh, great, in my opinion, because especially working with them, they've been really cool with us. So, yeah, definitely give them a listen. Pay attention to them. They're definitely a band to look after. So, Nexus, uh, while MBT continues to murder innocent <laughs> bugs, what do you have? I only have one story, uh, that is that the Gala will be, at the end of June, will be releasing a new single to kind of tie into their Kerberos uh, single from earlier 2018. It's called Pluto, and it's it's got a really interesting look with the band dressed in fake Louis Vuitton suits, except it's the band's logo. It's just just look at it, go look at it. And I'm mostly I remember to bring it up because uh, a friend of mine was joking with me recently that it's co- totally, definitely called Pluto because Kerberos is a dog and Pluto is the one dog from Disney. Okay, if Pluto's Mickey's dog, what the hell's the deal with Goofy? <laughs> <laughs> the the thing is, uh, Goofy is what dogs are in the universe of uh, Mickey and Pluto is just like he's, he's probably a fetishist or something that like <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to say and Pluto is what dogs are in that universe and I was going to be like bullshit but then you're like Pluto is a dirty fetishist and he loves to be let around on his little collar and it yes. and yes <laughs> That's that's I, I can work with that. I mean, it's, it is Disney after all. It makes sense that there's some sexually explicit stuff in there. Of course. So, Siz, uh, what do you got for us? Right, I've got two quick things. Um, so, Breaking Holiday, consisting of X Deluhi, Jury, and one two is zero one two, and um, members of Rain and obviously Aggie from Deluhi. Um, 
they're they've basically made their live limited single um Lilith available on um I guess I guess CD CD Japan and and other other good websites and that was only it was only available at the venue when they performed in April or March there's two songs on it um they've already released like a lyric video for it um definitely check it out I would say it goes in the same line of um Feist, Design, um Jaluka, all the metal bands that are really like out there at the moment. Check it out. And another one is um so the continuation of our artist interview series. Our one for Yuroran, forgive me if I butcher the name, um, came out on May 17th. They do art for LMC and not for LMC but on LMC and um, Rookie of the Gazette and whatnot. That's really interesting. So definitely check that out and look forward to our next one, which will be Mi- Mizu Kimchi, which is really good. Kimchi. <laughs> kimchi. Why are you guys laughing? Because <laughs> NBT is clearly hungry. Oh my yeah. god. I, I don't eat spicy food. I'm not fucking insane. <laughs> so, you are. To wrap this up, in a sense, our final topic, going back to social media, where we talk with the readers, uh, we put out a poll asking what people listen to with a few different choices. I, w- I will say immediately that some people were like, oh, I don't listen to just this. Why isn't this on here? Eh, we didn't take it into consideration. Let's put it that way. But we asked people what they listen to, uh, in a sense, primarily. If it's exclusively J-Rock, a little bit of J-Rock, little bit of k-pop if they listen to everything and overwhelmingly eh, overwhelmingly maybe an overstatement but most people did say they listen to everything which i thought was kind of interesting because when i was thinking of this question to begin with i thought of when of basically a stranger somebody i don't know very well asked me oh what are you listening to or what do you listen to what kind of music do you listen to I never really say everything because to me that's kind of boring. It's like, oh, anyone can say that. Like, what do you mean everything? Yeah, I always yeah. say J-Rock. And in all honesty, if you look at my music library, it's like 99.98% J-Rock. So I almost exclusively listen to J-Rock. And I was wondering if the readers were also like that because it's so easy to just focus in on that one thing, even if you only like a few bands like I do. I only like a few bands like really hardcore, but... For the whole scene, I like a lot of them. So what did you guys think about that? When I asked my friends what they listen to, a lot of them also say everything. Yeah, it's real easy to say that because there's so much out there. But we did get 34% people of them uh, choosing J-Rock and other rock. So I would say it's still a win for J-Rock because we have 15% of the people choosing J-Rock only. Somebody yeah. did also mention, like, where's J-pop? Because K-pop is there, but not J-pop. <laughs> no, nobody J-pop. J-pop. J-pop sucks. <laughs> J-pop, J-pop doesn't suck. Rail counts as J-pop, right? Really? Yeah, I would say that. When I think J-pop, I, like, imagine the girl idols, like, the whatever, 48 or... Nah, AKB48. AK47? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> There's actually a rapper called AK47. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure. That, that's, that's actually a good point because, uh, you know, when you think J-pop, you think of all these idol groups. I feel like that's a real easy generalization to make. And the reason I say that is because um, I've mentioned AX before and how it gets worse every year. 
Um, every year they ha have started doing this Anisan World Matsuri, which is where they bring groups in that do anime openings and endings. And the last two years, it's been so idol heavy to the point where I haven't been that motivated to go to it. I, I actually last year went to see Asian Kung Fu Generation like off to the side while the idols were performing. And this year, again, they're going very idol heavy. So there is definitely that draw to J-pop because they're able to do that and able to sell these ridiculously overpriced tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm, yeah. But you have Emma there this year. Emma. And Sayuri. 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 Sayuri is so good, by the yep. way. Yep. Like, I want to cry every time I hear her voice. It's, it's emotional, isn't it? <laughs> It's it is amazing. Like you guys said, everything is easy to say. It's also like what a lot of we, we call J-Rock is like not separated. I don't believe separated in Japan. Like it's like obviously you could have the same band, but they could do jazz, a jazz song or they could do a, a, a Latin a Latin tinged song. And that that's happens. Show me a jazz band that does Latin. You know? Um, I, I, I can make an argument for some of Miyavi's older stuff, to be honest, because the way he plays the, that acoustic, it's like a Spanish guitar. You mean guitar. it's like Spanish guitar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just said that. And technically, technically, what we usually refer to as J-Rock, that is like seven genres, because usually mm -hmm. you say J-Rock and you can mean Diren Grey, and you say J-Rock and you can mean Purple Stone, and it's like two completely different genres. So you listen to J-Rock, and it's like... A lot of different shit, except it happens to all the Japanese. But yeah. you would say VK if, if you would refer to Purple Stone, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I, 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 think, I think you could still generalize, which it's not good to generalize, but you could still generalize as J-Rock because yeah. it is a group of people with instruments. I mean, even though that's not really a requirement, but they're producing music and there are some, I guess, guitars in there sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it is J-Rock. But it is a sublet called Visual K. Yeah. Same as how we have Oshare K, Nagoya K, fucking all the K, you know? Purple <laughs> Stone is pretty Oshare. There um, you go. So, yes, it's everything oh, wait, is. Wait, wait. Is that Visual K above Oshare K? Oh, yeah. Oshara K is like a sub uh, yeah, a sub channel, channel. 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 and then you have Oshara K branching from it and then you have Nagoya K and all those other K's yeah, um, yeah. yeah. there's the K K K yeah your, your favorite <laughs> <laughs> no but it's funny that in our interview with uh, uh, Mr. Hoshiko-san yeah uh, it's funny that I say Mr. and yeah Mr. 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 Anyways, uh, he kind of he kind of defined what he thought was visual K, and mm. to well, him, his opinion clearly doesn't matter. That's a you joke. Sh you, you shut up. That you is a joke. Up. He he knows what he's talking about more than anyone else. So he defined but, it. You said he defined is as a, it's kind of like the whole package. But but a lot of people have mentioned that visual K is uh, more of a of a fashion style. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So I don't know if it's still. True, but I think the music is included. I think it's there's like some re recurring elements with the visual K fashion that bleed into the music. It's you're saying you're saying the fashion makes the music. 
No, no, no. In a way, in a way yeah. I, I think so, that the fashion definitely influences the music when it comes to Visual K specifically. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't make it, but it influences it because it's whole the like the way the bands operate and the entire concept of having uh, a new song with a new look that is yeah, uh, like, tied yeah. together. And there's some musical elements that I just... It's kind of like packages because if you if you look at a band that's like that looks super oshare, you probably can guess what kind of genre exactly. of music they're gonna play. Yeah. Probably yeah. something like electronic with guitars and stuff like yeah. that. If you look, you don't look, look at, at it, um, you can tell. You don't look at Viva Rush, Viva Rush. I think that's how you pronounce their name, and you go, oh, they're gonna play like really heavy metal, and no, they don't, obviously, but. They they might have a song that's ho- like heavier, but it's going to be main. You, you're going to expect mainly on shadow. Um, I think a good example is also like Pentagon, and when they released Crazy Tribe in um, 2017, they they like completely toned down their look for it, and it was because of the part. I think the song the song had a party vibe to it, and they had their costumes suiting that party vibe. So, mm-hmm. okay, well. I guess I'd like to ask each of you, since I gave my answer, to be honest, it's like I only listen to J-Rock, but uh, I'll go down the line here, uh, NBT, to answer that question. What would you say you listen to if somebody asked you? I would say, generally, I primarily listen to rock, uh, J-Rock, but I still have quite a quite a lot of music that deviates from the typical J-Rock uh, mm-hmm. genre. Um, like, I have some electronic music um, that is um, not not really something that you would uh, promote to J-Rock oh, listeners. still listening to Hardstyle in 2018. <laughs> it's, it's actually a bit like Hardstyle, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I, I'll listen to Riol, and it's a mix of kind of like rap, pop, and uh, electronic music. So it's... Uh, it's a bit of a mix, but primarily I listen to J-Rock. That that would be my answer. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I listen to a little bit of everything. I was going to say, you reminded me when you said rap. I've been listening to a lot of different artists off of 88 Rising, like specifically Higher Brothers and... Uh, uh, Rich Chigo. Higher Brothers. Higher Brothers, for me mainly. Uh, Rich Rich Brian. Now. I'm sorry. I, I actually got Brian. to see uh, Rich Brian and... Uh, Higher Brothers and Joji, August 08, like a bunch of them at a thing that they did in LA, and I'm going to see them again in September. But yeah, I mean, uh, Joji next is Filthy Frank. Pinku guy, yeah, not anymore. That's Filthy Frank is dead. Nexus, uh, what about you? If somebody were to ask you what you listen to, what would be your immediate response? I would quite definitely probably say Jero, because yeah. like I, I listen to some some other stuff. But it's just like maybe one percent. Sometimes it's metal. Sometimes it's just American rock. Sometimes it's BTS. I'm not gonna say K-pop because it's only BTS. But like it's 99% J-rock, and I listen to like so much of it and so many different subgenres that if I get sick of one J-rock band, I just go on to another, and it's completely different. So I can get by with only J-rock for like years. It's been like 10 years and it hasn't changed. So I think I'm stuck like this. Yeah, that's that's another thing with J Rock. I mean, it's 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 definitely popular in its own, you know, little clicks and everything. Yeah, but I did I did notice that when I first got into J Rock, especially Duran Gray, as you all know, I'm insane about Duran Gray. So 
back in, I want to say it was like 2007 when I started really getting into them. There's a point where my dad is like, oh, I remember when I was your age, I was really into, I don't know, some random hair metal band. He's like, you're going to get over them. You're going to like be 18 and you're going to be over them. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm almost 25 and like they're still my favorite band. And people have nothing to say at that point. They're like, oh, you'll get over it. And then like the time comes around where they thought you would have been over it. And they're just like, yeah, I guess that's him. Touche. The thing that keeps you coming back, though, is they're constantly changing. It's not like yeah. we're still getting yeah. Garden to this day. No, it's totally different now. We're getting Ningen no Kaburu. But that is only if the band is still active, because, I mean, I was really, really into Ansro back in the days, but, yeah, but now they're gone, and, yeah, we have nothing. If they never co- if they never go-, go on to create the same music in the other bands, then there's, like, oh, that's that's one band that's created music that you'll never hear again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, too, about the bands is... So a lot of times I've always felt like, oh, I could just follow the singer because I feel like their voice really is what brought me into it. But I take into consideration Kyo and Duran Gray, yeah. and then I look at Suke Kyo. I prefer <laughs> Kyo as a solo Ooh, artist yeah. over Suke Kyo. Suke Kyo is great, but they're wow. not the same, which is also a good thing because you don't want two Duran Grays. So it does great with that, but... If anything were to happen to Deron Gray, I can't just turn to Suke Kyo and be like, okay, I got my next favorite here. Because it just doesn't work that way. As soon as, as, soon as a band does stop being that band, mm. and it does suck. Like, even if it's a disband or if it's one of the members leaving, it can really drastically affect the band. Plus this, um, what about you? What would your answer be? You know, I would say J-Rock, but I would actually spell it out. I would say Japanese rock because I don't, I'm not going to, I can never really assume that. Is this all like a Jesus thing? J Rock? <laughs> Christian Rock? Do you mean Christian <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't assume, like, I assume that people are not going to know what it is. And then, so I just say, Jap- I just say it in Jap- Japanese Rock. Um, I think we, we all kind of implied that we would probably, like, say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just clarifying. But um, this is very considerate of the normies. Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like for me it's obviously it's deeper than that i can listen to like really heavy music from like i don't know guest to to go into unite which is like funky and you know happy happy rock i guess i think what is what i can pick from this conversation is that because of um because we have such a thing called like artist photos and individual artist photos and we make i make a big deal of it but it's part of the we and when i say we i mean i like i said it's part of the package isn't it yes. um, yeah and that's where that comes with promoting it and from there you're like yeah i mean you don't know what you're going to expect so but i guess the bottom line with this and we'll 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 close it out here is that it's easy for us to answer that J-Rock is what we listen to because of how broad it is and how much different stuff there is compared to it. But at the same time, I feel this is something common with J-Rock fans, but also increasingly more with the way the internet works with music getting everywhere was among us J-Rock fans. It's very easy for us to listen to just about anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're definitely more open to some of the different stuff out there. Like NBT said, he'll listen to 
you know, other rock groups from all over. He listens to his electronic stuff. I mean, I'm the same way. I listen to rock groups from Japan only, actually, when it comes to rock. I'm very particular. <laughs> but electronic stuff, I listen to anything from, you know, random trap music to uh, my main thing right now is uh, dark synth, you know, this 80s revival stuff. Huh. So Recently, I've kind of been getting into drum and bass because my, one of my close friends is a DJ and he keeps, like, hitting me with it. Oh, there you go. If you get beat in the face with it, of course, you're going to be like, mm -hmm. okay, okay, I can see that. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to listen to it. Just leave me alone. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, on that note, I guess we have everything that we need for today. So, uh, I have been your host with my co-hosts. Oh, yeah, my, ho my host. Name, <laughs> oh, no. My co-host, Siz. Yay. Nexus. Hey. And our special guest, NBT. <laughs> As always, thank you everyone for listening and look forward to hearing from us next month with some more juicy stories and shitty opinions from everyone except me. <laughs> Good night, America. Good night. <laughs>